Hello, friends. Welcome back to Have I Got a Story for You, a storytelling podcast from your book-giving friends at PJ Library. Today, we're trying something different, a playlist. You'll hear three stories back-to-back, followed by some fun questions to talk over with your family at the end. Today's stories are all about Shabbat. Shabbat, the Jewish Sabbath, is all about taking a break. Let's jump into our first story with a visit to a land filled with fairies, trolls, and sweet Shabbat surprises. I'm your host, Rita Toomey, and my letters definitely arrive by magic. They fly right down my chimney and my ferret, Felicia, brings them to me. It's just one of the special things that makes us unique. Speaking of... Today we're traveling to Sweet Town, a magical land not so far away filled with beautiful fairies, the kind who have candy-colored hair and gossamer, glittery wings. And the glitter doesn't shed all over the place and get stuck in the upholstery for the next 10 years, no matter how much your parents vacuum. It really stays put, I guess, because it's magical. The Sweet Town fairies live a life of leisure flitting through fields of blooming wildflowers to gather dew and fallen petals. Aviva, one of Sweet Town's younger fairies, had never known anything other than her charmed life. She and her friends Sarah and Etan spent almost every afternoon among the flowers and their fellow fairies. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Etan. Lovely day to gather dew and admire each other's wings, isn't it? It's always a lovely day here. And by the way, I love your wings, Aviva. They look extra glittery today, wouldn't you say, Atom? Sparkalicious. <laughs> <laughs> so are you excited for tonight's Shabbat dinner, Sarah? Of course, all that Shabbat food, candy-coated caramels, chocolate-dipped fudge, and sugar pixie cake with sprinkles? Sprinkles are my favorite. Duh, sprinkles are all the fairies' favorites. Crunchy colored sugar confetti? Yes, please. I just hope those nasty trolls don't rear their lumpy heads. Ah, I forgot to mention the trolls. The one blip in the fairy's perfect world of sugar, spice, and everything nice. But mainly sugar. The trolls dwelled on the outskirts of town where the flowers had all wilted and given way to decayed fields of mushrooms. They'd been living there as long as anyone could remember, harvesting mushrooms and, notably, not bathing. And the fairies despised them, mostly because the fairies feared them. Those trolls wouldn't dare ruin our Shabbat. I don't recall a troll ever showing up at a fairy Shabbat gathering. Maybe I could look it up in Bobby's book of Sweet Town History to see if it's even possible. There's a first time for everything. I heard trolls can control insects with magic. Where they go, bugs follow. How would that even work? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my parents said trolls steal our teeth while we sleep. They eat them buttered and salted like popcorn. Blech! Popcorn is a vegetable. Yuck. Why would the trolls do that when they could eat sprinkles or chocolate chips or even a plain old spoonful of sugar? I really have to find out. Aviva pondered this question for the rest of the day. At the Shabbat feast that night, as she and her grandmother scooped more marshmallow casserole onto their plates, Aviva spotted a young troll hiding near the trees, watching the dinner quietly. 
She ran towards him, but he quickly turned and raced away, followed by a cloud of small bugs. Hey, wait, I just wanted to ask you some questions. Aviva, who are you talking to? Bubby, I saw a troll and... Ah! A troll? Here? Guard your teeth, my child. Oh, I can smell it. Trolls smell of fungus and old cheese. We'd better pack up. No one is safe with a troll at large. But why? The troll's gone now. And he didn't look dangerous anyway. Oh, but all trolls are, dear. Bad and smelly, like rotting fish and burnt rubber. And very, very dangerous. But, Bobby, how do you know? I know with eyes. See the moon up there? It's only halfway illuminated. And why? Because those evil trolls use their magic to blot out part of the moon each evening. The darker the night, the easier it is to steal our fairy teeth. But... That's not how it works, Bobby. The moon has cycles. It's orbiting around us, so we see different parts of it lit up by the sun, depending on what time of year it is, and also depending on the sun's rotation. Nonsense, Aviva. The trolls cover up the moon. Ugh, I can still smell their stench in the air, like sweaty socks and moldy potatoes and rancid pickled cabbage with rotten eggs on top. Bobby, I get it. They smell. Aviva, you know the stories. Trolls are bad. They've always been bad, and they always will be bad. It's just the way things are. But, Bobby, how do That's you... That's how it is. But why do Child, you... Child, I have spoken. Now, everyone, chop, chop. Time to pack up. So all the fairies of Sweet Town packed up their Shabbat candles and their sugar-crusted cinnamon chocolate challah and went home. That night, Aviva stared out her bedroom window at the half-moon. Trolls don't control the moon. If my Bobby and the other fairies are wrong about the moon, what else could they be wrong about? Aviva gathered all her courage, and by the faint light of the moon, she snuck out of her house and made her way to the troll caves at the outskirts of town. As she got closer, she began to hear the sounds of music, celebration, and, well, bugs. She peered inside a brightly lit cave to see... Aviva's eyes widened at the sight of the trolls having their own Shabbat dinner, complete with candles, challah, and every manner of mushroom-based casserole, stew, and roast. Swarms of insects circled each troll as they happily celebrated together. They're just celebrating Shabbat. Those trolls don't look scary at all. Aviva couldn't help but smile. That is, until an extremely large bug suddenly landed on her shoulder. When it looked up at her with its big, buggy eyes, she let out a blood-curdling scream! <sighs> uh, what was that? A fairy scream. I could practically hear the glitter. Who's that over there? Uh, yeah, show yourself. With her wings shaking, a nervous Aviva stepped out of the shadows. The sight of a fairy in the troll's cave caused... Quite the shock. Who are you, fairy? And why are you spying on us? I, uh, my name's Aviva. I'm not spying. I just wanted to meet some trolls. Hi, trolls. I like, um, how your cave smells like mushrooms. And there sure are a lot of bugs. That's... Cool if you um 
like bugs, I guess. <laughs> so, um, are you gonna pull up my teeth and eat them now? The trolls stared at Aviva. They licked their lips. And then they burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, child, eat your teeth. Never. Where would you get an idea like that? My bubby told me the old legends say that trolls eat fairy teeth like popcorn. <laughs> Can you imagine? Go to the movies and be like, a large tub of buttered teeth, please. <laughs> Too funny. Too crunchy. <laughs> well, um, why are so many fairies missing teeth then? Look, kid, I'm a troll, not a dentist, but your diet is, what, 98% sugar-glazed cakes, 2% dew? Have you ever even seen a toothbrush? What did you think would happen to your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm sorry, dear. What Murray just said was a bit rude. It was all true, but rude. Hello, it's nice to meet you, Aviva. I'm Tamar. Won't you come celebrate Shabbat with us? Wait, are you a rabbi? Why not? Five years of rabbinical school. My Zaid is very proud. Viva joined the trolls for Shabbat dinner. She tried not to shudder as Tamar led her to the table and offered up a heaping ladle of mushroom fricassee. Oh, no thanks. I already ate. If you didn't come... All this way for a yummy yum yum, delicious mm, Shabbat meal. Why are you here, Viva? I just wanted to, I don't know, get some answers, I guess. Fairies have been terrified of trolls for centuries, and if you don't eat our teeth, why are we so afraid of you? I mean, are you magical? No more magical than fairies. Aha, so you can control insects with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't control them but we are friends with them. Suddenly, the small bugs hovering overhead lit up and blinked in happy agreement, spelling out the words in the air, Shabbat Shalom, Aviva. <gasps> fireflies! They're beautiful. And Shabbat Shalom to you fireflies, too. Aviva, the fairies fear us because we're different. But different doesn't mean scary or weird or bad. Sure, we don't have cotton candy hair or sparkly clothes and wings. And yes, we do need to work on the whole showering thing. But trolls and fairies are not really so different. Well, except, of course, we do have amazing teeth. Mm. The trolls grinned, showing off pearly whites that lit up the room almost as much as the fireflies. Wow. That's impressive. Not a cavity or hint of gingivitis among us. What can I say? We love to floss. And we have a surprisingly good dental plan considering, you know, we're trolls. I just wish the trolls and the fairies could all live in harmony. Just because something has been a certain way for a long time, that doesn't mean it can't be changed. Could you come outside with me for a moment? The trolls joined Aviva outside the cave. She pointed into the night sky and explained that the fairies believe trolls control the phases of the moon. Uh, that is even more ridiculous than the tooth-eating story. 
We couldn't block the moon if we tried. Aviva, did you explain the moon's orbit and its cycles? The moon's only full about once a month, twice with a blue moon. But... I did. Unfortunately, science isn't exactly winning out over scary stories. Aviva, all we've ever wanted was for the trolls and the fairies to live together in peace. But those silly stories about us, they just spread rumors and they make you fear us. I know, Rabbi. Hmm. Maybe if we work together, we might find a way to change the fairies' minds about you. We just need a bright idea to help my fairy friends see the truth. All around them, clouds of fireflies suddenly lit up in agreement, scattering the night sky with light. The fireflies! I think I've got an idea, and it's very, very bright. The trolls gathered around Aviva eager to mend this age-old rift once and for all. Okay, so here's the plan. We're gonna do this, and then For a full week, Aviva acted as though nothing had happened and went back to gathering dew, dancing through rainbows, and just generally doing the kinds of things fairies like to do. <laughs> it's another great day to gather dew and giggle, isn't it, Aviva? It always is, sir. Aviva, did you do something different with your hair? It looks so pink and shiny today. I rinsed it with a strawberry milkshake. Thanks for noticing. (laughs) Is that giggling just kind of grating to anyone else? Just a little, no, just me? Okay, (laughs) anyway, back at home, Aviva's grandmother was still as afraid of trolls as she'd ever been. Hello, Bubby. Sorry I'm a little late. There was just so much dew today. Oh, thank goodness you're back, Aviva. The moon's getting smaller every night. Oh, that's because it's waning, and so... Soon it'll be gone altogether, and those trolls will snatch you up in the darkness. Bubby, I've told you the rotation of the earth... They'll grind up your teeth and use them like Parmesan cheese on their spaghetti. (sighs) Never mind. That Friday night, as the sun set and Shabbat began, the fairies headed to the center of town to celebrate together. Aviva sat down next to Sarah and picked at her food anxiously. What's the matter, Aviva? Don't you like your coconut caramel salad? It's usually your favorite. No, it's it's very good, but do you ever think about the fact that our diet is 98% sugar? You say that like it's a bad thing. Ooh, pass the jelly bean salad, please. My teeth ache a little. That's just how they feel when they're growing, silly. Yeah, that's definitely not true. Bubby sat down next to the kids, already in a huff. She pointed to the night sky. Well, would you look at that? Those wicked trolls are at it again. The moon's barely a sliver. I can hardly even see it anymore. Before you know it, there will be no moon at all. And then how will we see at night? Uh, you could always just use, like, a flashlight. Oh, by the time you reach for a flashlight, your teeth will already be gone. It's a sad, sad sight, that teeny tiny moon. And to throw us off, I bet they'll make it full again in a week or so, just to gradually blot it out over the course of a few weeks. Those trolls are sneaky. Mm, Smelly, too. Have I mentioned that they're smelly? (sighs) Yes, Bobby. Many, many times. On that note, Aviva looked over her shoulder and into the surrounding forest, where she saw her new troll friends hiding behind the trees. She met their beady gaze and nodded quickly, then turned back around. It's showtime. 
Suddenly, an enormous swarm of fireflies took to the sky. Each scrappy little bug made its way into a carefully planned formation. Then, all at once, they lit up. Within a few moments, the lightning bugs had created the illusion of a full moon glowing bright round and silver against an inky black sky. <gasps> it's beautiful! Wow. Oh my goodness. What happened? Some sort of, of miracle? The full moon just lit up. Are, are the trolls up to something? I bet that's it. Those trolls can't be trusted. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know that smell. But before Bubby could go on another rant about the troll odor, Aviva stood up. <clears throat> Fellow fairies, the beautiful full moon before your eyes tonight is the handiwork of none other than the trolls. <gasps> Slowly, the trolls emerged from their hiding places and waved nervously at the fairies staring at them. Trolls? Here? Stay back! Someone help us! Bubby, please, they're my friends now. Hear them out. Shabbat shalom, fairies. I'm Rabbi Tamar, and it's wonderful to meet you all. Your feast looks, um, uh, uh, very sugary. Well, duh! Cover your mouths, everyone! These trolls look hungry for teeth! Well, we're not here to hurt you, much less steal and eat your teeth. That's not a thing that we do. It's just an old story. Aviva told us you also think we blot out the moon. That's not true either. We have nothing to do with the different phases of the moon. However, as a peace offering and to show you that we mean no harm, we give you this a full moon. You used your magic to do this. Oh, no. Trolls actually don't have much in the way of magic. Our friends, the fireflies, created that beautiful moon-like glow. Realistic, wouldn't you say? Thank you, friends. With all eyes skyward, the fireflies flashed on and off, making the moon appear and disappear again and again. Wow, that's so cool. I suppose it was a nice thing for you to do for us. You sure you don't eat teeth? <laughs> oh, positive. See, Bubby, I told you, the trolls aren't mean. They're nice, just like us. To be honest, we thought of ourselves as big, stinky fairies. Yep, we know we smell horrible, but we just don't know why. I'm not trying to be pushy, but have you ever heard of a bathtub? Don't say I have. Ever in uh, my life. Don't think we've ever what had the, the pleasure. Nope. Just <laughs> then, the moon went dark. Aha! It's a troll trick. No, Bobby. The moon is covered by rain clouds. A huge rainstorm fell on the trolls and fairies. It was a warm summer rain, and Aviva let them all in dancing and splashing and singing. Without the glow of the moon, it was dark. But so much fun. Oh, my! This is so much fun. Trolls usually hate the rain. Just like that, the rain stopped, and the fireflies lit up the night sky once again. That's when everyone noticed there was something different about the trolls. What's that smell? I don't smell anything. Exactly. 
You trolls got rinsed in the rain. You don't stink. Wow. I smell like I don't smell. All of the not-stinky trolls hugged and high-fived. This was the cleanest they'd ever been. And then something strange happened. Tiny, crumpled wings emerged from their backs and then spread out. The trolls hovered above the ground in unison. All this time, they've been fairies just like us. We just never took baths. Our wings are stuck in dirt. Wings rock! Adam Yehidi Nivra means every person is a unique creation. I mean, technically, we're not people, but you get my drift. We should celebrate our differences. Wouldn't it be boring if everyone were the same anyway? Bubby, you've raised me better than to treat people poorly based on their appearance. We should learn from these trolls, I mean, fellow fairies, and respect the things that make us unique and special. We need to treat everyone the same, whether they're a fairy, a unicorn, a mermaid, or a centaur. Wait, are mermaids real? I mean, I don't think so, but that's not the point, Sarah. Bubby gazed at the moon, deep in thought, and then stood up. You're right, Aviva. I've been foolish and judgmental my entire life, and I won't waste another moment being so absurd. My fairy friends, I am very sorry for my terrible behavior, and I can only hope you'll accept my apology. And I promise to work to mend our relationship and respect our differences for the rest of my days. With that, Bubby approached Rabbi Tamar, and the two embraced. Shabbat's only just begun. Why don't you come have dinner with us? Well, I've never had uh, chocolate-covered fudge before. There's a first time for everything. Here, have some of mine. We all have so much to offer. I bet we can learn all kinds of things from one another. Mm. Oh, oh, this fudge is delicious, but, 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 but so sweet. I'll have to brush my teeth extra well tonight. You'll, you'll have to do what? From then on, all the fairies lived together in peace. The town fairies taught their new friends about the joys of a warm, soapy bubble bath, while the fairies formerly known as trolls gave their neighbors valuable lessons in dental hygiene and introduced them to the wonders of mouthwash. Bubblegum flavor! Their joint Shabbat dinners became the stuff of legends, full of laughter, chocolate, mushroom casseroles, chocolate mushroom casseroles, and fireflies. It's so important to respect our differences. Never judge someone based on their appearance. Our diversity only makes us stronger. Remember the golden rule. It's a classic for a reason. Treat everyone how you'd like to be treated. We're all the same on the inside, after all. The next time you see someone who looks different than you, think about the things that make you the same. Maybe you both like the color green, or the same kind of music. Maybe you're both fond of chocolate or mushrooms. Why not talk to the person and see how else you're similar, or learn something new from one another? If you'd like to read more about respecting differences, check out our website, gotastorypodcast.com to find books and activities that complement this episode, just like glitter complements wings. 
Moving on from the magical community of Sweet Town to another smaller neighborhood, our second story, Miracle Bread, is based on a Hanina Bendosa legend. Bread from Twigs. Harry and Betty live in a tiny ranch house on a tiny cul-de-sac in a teeny tiny town. They have very little money, but a whole lot of love. All you need is love. And a strong cup of coffee every morning. (laughs) That's the truth, my love. Good morning, my beautiful, handsome Harry. And good morning to you, my beautiful Betty. If you can't tell, Harry and Betty start every day with a lot of laughter. (laughs) And sometimes we have omelets, too. And every night, as they got into bed, they would reach to each other for a bedtime smooch. Good night, my beautiful Betty. Good night, my handsome Harry. (laughs) Good night, everybody. See you tomorrow. The neighborhood where Harry and Betty lived was so tiny that if someone coughed one morning, the person next door could hear it, and the doctor would show up that afternoon. (laughs) Herschel, are you sneezing again? No, Aggie, it's just allergies. Bring some ginger tea over to Herschel, would you? Everyone knew everyone else's business. This was usually okay. Everyone trusted everyone else, after all. But Harry and Betty were very poor. So poor, in fact, that they couldn't even afford the flour and eggs needed to make challah for Shabbat. (laughs) We're so poor, we got married for the rice. (laughs) At least we're rich in laughter. (laughs) If only jokes would pay the light bill. But seriously, we'll be all right. And our neighbors will all have enough on their minds. Each of them has their own problems and families to think about. We don't want anyone to worry about us. You know, we'd be happy to pitch in for you to have some challah for Shabbat. Oh, nonsense. You've got this whole crew to think about and feed. Don't you even. We'll be just fine. Yeah, we've already said too much. Come on, Betty. We've got to get Shabbat dinner started. What are we having tonight? Same thing as last night. Beans. <laughs> oh, and there's Harry and Betty's neighbor, Lizzie. Hi, Lizzie. How are you? Doing well. Just checking in on Harry and Betty. How are you two? Need anything? We're well, Lizzie. Let's have coffee and catch up tomorrow morning. Sounds great. I'll see you then. As Lizzie walked away, Harry and Betty went back inside their own home. Once the door was shut, Betty turned to Harry. Oh, Harry, Lizzie has so much on her plate already. I don't want her to worry about us, too. And she does worry about us. I may have let slip that we haven't been able to afford a holla for our table. Oh, Harry, you didn't. Really? Mm. Harry, Betty, we'd be more than happy to. I've got an idea, Betty. It's a little bit off the wall, but if it works, then Lizzie won't be checking up on us all the time. I'm listening. Harry disappeared into the backyard for a second and came back with a small pile of sticks. Here's what I'm thinking. Just hear me out. We'll pop these sticks in the oven so it will look like something's cooking. And even though we don't have enough flour to make challah, we can sprinkle some in the oven to get a nice bread smell going. And we can light that bakery-scented candle your mom gave us for Hanukkah. I'll put it in the window with a fan. And everyone in the neighborhood will think we're baking. And they'll stop checking up on us. Harry, Betty, I am appealing to your reason. We have caterers. I'm more than happy to... And so for the next few weeks, every Friday, Harry would pile some twigs in the oven. Betty would light the candle and they would pretend that they were baking bread. 
And the strange thing was, the smell coming from their kitchen was really wonderful. Lizzie and Betty still took a walk together on Saturday mornings, but Lizzie didn't worry so much about Betty and Harry anymore. If I'm honest, I don't like watching my beautiful Betty go hungry. On Friday nights, we have the glow of candles, and we say the blessings together, but I'd like to give her a nice holla, too. I can hear her tummy growling at night. Then Harry had an idea. Oh, I bet old Tom at the co-op would let me barter some fresh-caught fish for some groceries. He's always cutting deals like that, and I know he's been short on fish lately. That's it! So Harry ran inside to grab his fishing pole and give Tom at the market a call. As it turned out, Tom was more than happy to employ Harry. So for the next week, Harry got up early every morning to fish and brought his catch in to Tom's market. Betty was working on a surprise of her own. I took this free class at the library and learned all about selling handmade items online. Well, I've got a whole pile of doilies and scarves I've knit over the years just to keep my hands busy. And people love them. I just shipped out my first order. Now I can surprise Harry with some eggs for Hala. If things go well enough, maybe I'll even be able to spring for a chicken to roast. And so every night after Harry went to sleep, Betty stayed up late packaging doilies, knitting scarves, and putting together orders for her shop. At the end of the week, Harry was out front trimming the grass when Lizzie stopped by. Wow, Harry, your Hala smells even better than before. What is your secret? Oh, uh, a baker never tells. Oh, how embarrassing. We've had to cut back a bit. Lizzie, would you like to come in and have a cup of tea? Now, as far as Harry knew, they only had twigs in the oven. But he couldn't bear to see Lizzie hungry, and he knew that he and Betty would always find a way to share what they had with others. Oh, Lizzie, is that you? Come on in and sit for a minute. You look exhausted. Are the kids keeping you up? So Harry and Betty invited Lizzie inside. The house smelled amazing. Harry's stomach rumbled. As he walked into the kitchen to put the kettle on for Lizzie's tea, he took a look at the oven, and he couldn't believe what he saw. Inside, there were two beautiful, perfect golden loaves of challah, more than enough to share with Lizzie and her family, and they were ready to come out and cool. Lizzie, why don't you call Morgan to bring the kids over? We can all enjoy Shabbat together. And so that evening, Harry and Betty hosted Lizzie and her family. They lit the candles, said the blessings together, and shared the beautiful loaves of challah together. After dinner, the kids sang while Lizzie played guitar, and Harry told stories that he'd learned from his Zeta. What a wonderful evening. It is so nice to have company for a change. After everyone had left for the night, Harry turned to Betty. Betty... I expected to find twigs in the oven today, but there were two loaves of bread. How in the world Well, did... it was the strangest thing. I went down to Tom's to pick up some eggs earlier. I figured that even if we couldn't make challah, at least we could maybe boil some eggs and have a nice little Shabbat picnic. When I got home, I was looking for something in the cupboard and was surprised to find a big bag of flour and some yeast. <laughs> I thought I was dreaming at first. But the flour was there, and it was good. So I made some bread. <laughs> oh, my wonderful Betty. But where in the world did that flour come from? 
Well, where did you come up with the money for eggs? Hmm? <laughs> so Betty told Harry about her new business. And Harry, in turn, explained that he'd been fishing for Tom, the market owner, every morning and had bartered for a sack of flour. Betty and Harry laughed and laughed. As the weeks went on, they were able to save more money and share with more of their neighbors. Now, every Friday night, Lizzie, her family, and all of the other neighbors gather in the middle of the cul-de-sac for a Shabbat community dinner. Oh, hey, by the way, it's Friday afternoon. You're welcome to stay for dinner tonight. There's more than enough. And you'll probably get some good stories for your project. Oh, thank you. That sounds amazing. Speaking of which, Harry, we've got to get our bread in the oven or it won't cool in time. We'll see you all tonight. Bye. Bye for now. See you soon. an incredible meal with Harry, Betty, and their neighbors that night. And if you're wondering, Harry kept fishing. Eventually, he opened up his own stand and then a food cart. It sold the best fish and chips in town. Betty's crocheted doilies became so popular that she was able to hire her neighbor Lizzie to help run her shop. Together, Betty, Lizzie, and Harry also started a neighborhood food pantry so that no one would ever have to worry about having enough for dinner. On Shabbat, or any night of the week. Betty and Harry sure know how to throw a community Shabbat potluck. And that's something they have in common with Ruthie, a character from our final story today. What is your favorite food? Close your eyes and imagine a table full of the most delicious meal you've ever had. This week's story is about delicious food and a special secret ingredient. Our main character, Isaac, is on a quest to figure out what makes his friend Ruthie's food taste so incredibly good. Let's go meet Ruthie now. (laughs) Shalom. Shalom. You're awesome. Thank you so much. What are you up to these days? Meet Ruthie. Hi, you're hungry, right? Come in, come on in, come on. (laughs) Oh, not right now, Ruthie, but thanks anyway. Ruthie lived in a tiny little house with just one room at the edge of town, all by herself. But she had plenty of company, especially on Shabbat, when she always hosted a crowd. There's plenty of room. Sit, make yourself at home, I'll get you a plate. She's great, isn't she? Now let's venture to the other side of town, where there's only one very large, very fancy, but also empty house. The owner of this house is Isaac. Security! There's riffraff on the property! (laughs) Isaac, it's us, the podcast crew. You said we could stop by? Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry, you can never be too careful. Right? Carry on. As we were saying, Isaac also lived alone, but in a very large house with so many rooms, he lost count. No, no, I know exactly how many. It's 30 rooms. Uh, 35, if you count the bathrooms. Sure. Anyway, the only person Isaac ever talked to was his personal chef, and even him, not so much. (laughs) I'm not paying him to talk. Some days, Isaac didn't even talk to anyone at all. But one Friday night, Isaac happened to pass by Ruthie's house and got a whiff of something, something that made his stomach rumble. Hmm, I didn't realize how late it was. I'm hungry. Isaac found the scent too tempting to ignore, and he knocked on Ruthie's door. Isaac? Is that you? I haven't seen you since Mrs. Kugelmaker's math class in 10th grade. What have you been up to? Yeah, I'm keeping busy. 
Well, you're just in time for Shabbat dinner. We'll make room for you. Scoot down, everybody. Go ahead. Scoot. Squish. Isaac hadn't stepped foot in such a modest house in quite some time. But everyone was friendly, and the food was delicious. It was so delicious, in fact, that he was kind of annoyed. Isaac is kind of annoyed a lot of the time. I hired the best chef in all the land, but this food is far superior. I demand the recipe. (laughs) Don't be silly. Of course I'll share my recipes. Just ask nicely. Uh, Please. And so Ruthie gave Isaac copies of all of her recipes. He carried them home and excitedly presented them to his chef. A few nights later, Isaac was excited to eat more of that delicious food. He called out to chef to make one of Ruthie's recipes and waited impatiently for his food. But when he tasted it... This doesn't taste anywhere near as good as Ruthie's food. You must have done something wrong. I followed the recipes to the letter, sir. Well, do it again tomorrow. But this time, I'm going to watch you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love when you watch me cook. The next day, Isaac watched the chef prepare everything, just as Ruthie's recipes said. But when he tasted it... This is even worse! There must be something wrong with your technique. You know, I did eight years of culinary school, but actually, no, I think you probably... You probably have a good handle on this, so why don't you... Get out of my way. I'll make the meal myself. No, you can't. So Isaac rolled up his sleeves, put on an apron, and got to work. He made a huge mess, but he did it. He cooked the entire meal according to Ruthie's directions. But when he tasted it... I can't believe it. This is even worse. How could this be? Chef just shrugged and then made himself a cup of hot cocoa. There must be something missing from the recipe. A secret ingredient. I'll make Ruthie tell me what it is. And so Isaac threw on his coat and marched across town to Ruthie's house. Isaac, two Shabbats in a row. Come in. There's room. But Ruthie, I'm actually here because... Ah, shh, no buts. I insist. (sighs) Isaac found his seat at the crowded table again and sang the blessings with all the other guests, just as he had the week before. And when the food appeared on the table... It looked and smelled just as good as it had the week before. And when he tasted it this time... (laughs) This is just as good as last week's dinner. (laughs) I took it home. It's really good. Isaac, you flatterer. But when I tried to make it at home, it didn't taste nearly as good. Well, did you brown the onions first? Yes, And you used fresh vegetables, not frozen? Yes! Did you stir constantly, simmer for exactly half an hour, and sprinkle with finely minced parsley? Yes, 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 but it wasn't nearly as delicious. What is your secret? Ruthie paused, thoughtfully. She looked around at the busy, crowded house and all of the people gathered together. Then she looked at Isaac warmly and asked, Well, did you bring all your friends together at the table? and light handles for a soft glow, and sing blessings, and share a cup of sweet wine, and pass bits of challah down the table for everyone to taste. No. Ah, (laughs) that's the missing ingredient, Isaac. But it's not really a secret. Everything's sweeter when we open our homes and our hearts to one another. Mm, I guess we can do Shabbat at my place next week. The very next week, Ruthie and all of her neighbors went to Isaac's house for Shabbat. 
Hey, a change of pace never hurt anyone. There were a lot of guests, so Isaac <laughs> helped his chef prepare all the food. They chatted and told jokes while they worked. Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> <laughs> That's my chef! That's my Everyone chef. took seats at the table. The chef, too. Isaac had never seen so many people in his dining room at once. He realized he kind of liked it. Shabbat shalom, friends. Welcome to my house. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. Thank you, Isaac, for Isaac us. watched expectantly as everyone took a bite of their food. Mm. Then he tasted his. Delicious! From then on, Ruthie and Isaac spent every Shabbat meal together. Sometimes at Ruthie's house, sometimes at Isaac's house, but always together. Chef was invited too, of course, and had the night off from cooking. And the food was always mm, fantastic. Hey, Ruthie, pass me a plate. That kugel looks incredible. That's it for this episode of Have I Got a Story for You. You can find more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us out. See you next time. How would you feel if you had to work every day without ever having a break? What kind of things can your family do to make Shabbat different from the rest of the week? What do you like to do when you are resting? I hope you enjoyed our playlist of Shabbat stories. If you'd like to learn more about Shabbat, everything from challah recipes to blessings to how to make a challah cover, visit pjlibrary.org slash Shabbat. And if you happen to be listening on a Friday afternoon, Shabbat Shalom. Until next time.